The Dude Fox Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Dude Fox Podcast. I'm Ronnie, he's Paul, and weekends being ruined before 10pm on a Friday are no fun at all. A chance to put a marker down, go seven clear, etc, etc. Join the conversation on our socials. We're a Dude Fox Podcast on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Coming up on this week's episode... We'll look back at Friday night in Fife and my good, bad and ugly. Plus the loan report, academy news, the women's team and on this day with the Arab Archive. It's all coming up on episode 230 of the Dode Fox podcast. Hi, I'm Johnny Russell and you're listening to the Dode Fox podcast. So welcome back to the award-winning Dode Fox podcast within his happy place, Paul McNichol. And gutted to find out this morning that we're selling donor pies on Friday, Ronnie Costello. I had that confirmed to me. Yeah, I saw one. And now I'm gutted because mm. I had a scotch pie when I got in there on Friday. And Same. it was Intel. Our mate Marker stand two donor pairs in the second half. One and a half. Where'd the other half go? Leo turned it. <laughs> uh, Does he get in that? I think just because Leo's a wee bit bigger than him now, he just they went toe to toe. I was about to say fist to fist. It was definitely fist was to that? fist. But Dundee's very own Logan Paul was uh, was. He got a pet uh, off him basically. That before or after he only got his hairs handed That was down. before, so it was during the second half. Markers came back with the Donner pet and he was scranning at a rate of knots and Leo was like, what's that? Markers being the, the kind-hearted kind-hearted citizen he is. Took a bite and handed it to He handed it over, uh, slavers and all. Delicious. Tremendous. As they say, absolutely delicious. And back in your happy place, according to Instagram, no, Facebook no, no, I mean, I, I never went anywhere near Kinross this weekend and, and that's unusual because I was even in Glasgow last night, Rondo, and I still never went anywhere near Kinross. I'll tell you what was really interesting, the amount of people that knew <laughs> where that was. Oh, like Abdi's been there. Abdi's had a sheikh there or a, a Jimmy Ruddy. It's Ruben. been had up since the last time I was there. That's posh now. I mean, I'm, I probably paid for that just with the amount of sweets that I've bought for that place. Chip, eh? No, really, no, no. Scandalous, some would say. Two bottles of juice, right, and a mm. packet of crisps, six quid. Yeah, six. No, and I'm not talking a big bag. I'm talking like a, a normal bag of kettle chips. Six quid, man. A disgrace. Six pound. A disgrace. Set him a price. Absolutely, it was unreal. Um, before we get into it, because there's obviously a lot to speak about, but Friday and the fallout and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you've been talking about VAR this weekend. Yeah, uh, someone from the Courier got in touch. I think it was last Monday asking about VAR and I thought it was a stitch up I was like very good you can I support a team that plays in the league that doesn't hate VAR is this a big fucking wind up but uh, apparently it wasn't they just wanted my opinion and as I said I think it's pretty shite it says obviously I'm no basing it on anything this season other than the games that I watch on TV but last season uh, it's absolutely uh, it ruined a lot of games it did. And, and one thing that didn't make the article he says is there any any incidents that stick in your mind about it that, that have really annoyed you. I says, well, you're going to think this is sour grapes and bitterness coming out here. And it kind of is. But that arsehole Curtis Main ruined my weekend like many, many months ago when he took a dive and VAR said it was a penalty. And at the time I thought, well, it must have been because VAR wouldn't get that wrong. And then I go home and I'm watching sports scene and I realise, oh no, it is a dev. And they got it wrong. So so incidents like that. If you're going to use it, use it right. Then I'd be getting things wrong. Yeah. So I'm not for it. Yeah. It was you and the you and the boy for DTV were obviously speaking about it, but I'm gathering obviously I just glossed over what he said, but I'm assuming both of you are not the biggest fans so far. No, well I, I didn't uh, I was only on the, the phone call to 
the guy Logan Hutchison I wasn't I didn't mm. speak to the other boy because uh, obviously he's a D and I wouldn't speak D's but uh, he's he's a wee bit more favourable towards it even though Dundee have been shafted every game if you listen to their fans we VAR so yeah like uh, at the very end he's like what would you, what would you do but I said I'll just get rid you did yeah huh? he was like we can't I was like I don't care you asked us what I, w- what I would do you didn't say what should what should they do I says yeah. but like, if it was up to me I would just get rid of it yeah. it's not going to happen now yeah I think the thing is as well we, we've said before there's also the cost that's involved and mm-hmm. the fact that yeah it's a Scottish game and, and whatever but you know we didn't have the umpteen cameras that down south have got and, and stuff and it makes it harder probably makes the process longer and, yeah. and I think I've said before as well that people ask what it's like for VAR when we were doing when it was you're announcing it <laughs> You're actually not doing very much because you're just looking at a screen that changes colour and it tells you VAR's checking a possible penalty or whatever. Yeah. You know? And as you say, like the fact that, no, even if you if you forgive the fact that the majority or every punter in the stadium is kept in the dark, it's the fact that there's only about three or four cameras, whereas down south they've got all these different cameras. It's, we've just, it's half arsed up here. Mm. It's half arsed. So, no, something we've had to worry about this season, thankfully. Uh, and I know we'll get to it obviously for the game but <clears throat> it has been such a relief hasn't it things just happen <laughs> things do just happen yeah and and uh, we've probably benefited for certain decisions this season we've we've, we've now no benefited for other decisions that maybe VAR would have overturned or changed uh, but uh, like regardless of that I still prefer football with you to just, just if you could argue about it after the game you could feel hard done by it but Nobody ever likes feeling hard done by, but when boys have looked at actual things that have happened and still made wrong decisions, then I think that pisses people off more than just the actual decision being made that's wrong mm. or the perception that and there's a wee bit of bias or, or favouritism has went on. But uh, VAR, for a punter's point of view, is absolutely key. Yeah, absolutely. We didn't have to worry about that, of course, this season. And then uh, Friday night, doing Fife, just what Abdi needs. Three and a half thousand United fans doing a Kirkcaldy on Friday night. Big game <coughs> occasion. They yeah. were loving life. The fact that they'd sell almost the same tickets as the away section and then mm. just a wee bit more in the end. They were opening different bits of this. St- I'd hate to be sat in that wee corner, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't look <coughs> enjoyable at all. No. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Everything, I suppose, uh, would be the answer to that question. But... Yeah, I, I don't know what I don't know what we're going to discuss here. I don't know what's going to come out, but I'm still I'm still pissed off about numerous things for Friday night. Uh, just dis- a sense of disappointment about the whole thing because before it, I was really looking forward to it. I got the impression I was about the only person that was looking forward to it for speaking to, my, to our fellow fans uh, because boys were quite nervous about it, and it's the same old thing that you hear. Oh, Christ, can big travelling support usually get let down and you're like nah like of course they're going to be up for it it's going to be fine can we have a better team uh, we can go seven points clear here uh, genuinely Rondo I thought that this has got potential to be an absolutely tremendous night mm. two changes mm-hmm. for the previous week uh, Tony Watt can I follow him in for uh, Alex Grief and Ross Dockery out again yeah yeah so one of them no surprise he, he, he was not an hour predicted starting lineup, and that was Alex Grieve. And the other end, it was just really frustrating. 
there's a bit of me that feels for Doherty because he's no purposely getting injured. He's and he doesn't want to be injured. He's, he doesn't strike me as that sort of guy. And the fact that he's so influential when he's in our team, it's 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 a it's a double blow. You know, like we're missing a good player and we're missing somebody that when he's in the team, we tend not to lose. Uh, and another thing that's really pissing me off about it is, apart from the Airdrie game away, and you you might correct me here, but apart from that game, has there been any other games where he's been injured? It always seems to be fucking training ground injuries or or whatever else is causing it, mm. and it's just like I was. <coughs> excuse me, I think it was you on uh, maybe it was Thursday or I, th- I think it was Thursday. You said. Um, I've heard Doherty's out and I was like shut your puss and for, for people that listen to this nonsense Costello often sends me wind up tweets that I, or messages that no, I always no. always fucking bite they did, it yeah. just pisses me off if it's no the boy Yakubiak signing for a while then it's <laughs> we, should say, we should say <laughs> Curtis Main Curtis Main then it's boys that are injured so I just I didn't think you were pulling my leg because I'd heard for other people but I was I was refusing to believe it. I was like, no, nah, I'll, I'll believe it when the team comes out. I'm, I kind of I can't believe that he's injured again because he like he played against Air. He was good. We took him off when he was tired. It's fine. Mm. Last time I seen him, he wasn't limping, so he's good to go. When you look at it, he has now um, in the in the league. He's missed more games than he's now played. Yeah, which so is massively frustrating. Yeah, so it's, I mean, effectively right down the middle of he's played 11, he's missed 12. And when you actually do look into it, you know, we've won nine, we've drawn two, we've never lost with him in the team in the league. You know, we, the win percentage, the goals for and against, they're high for, they're low against. And then without him, played 12, won five, drew four, lost three, didn't score as many, we concede more, win percentage is effectively halved. It just shows you the influence he has got on that team. It's massive. It's massive. And, and people, and when it come out, I think it must have been Thursday, and a mate of mine had said that, like, what was signing a boy like, for an injury prone boy? I was like, he because played he's 40 not, times last year. Because he's no injury prone. That's, that's how you I mean. sign him. <clears throat> like, what, what's causing it? Mm. I, I think the travel's something to do with it. And I'm basing that on absolutely nothing other than the fact that his career up to now hasn't involved much travel to and from training grounds because he's always played probably in the area that he comes from, like Air, Partick. Like, if he's in that area, you're maybe half an hour in the motor to get to your training. Whereas these days, if he's no staying through here anytime, then you're like three hours travelling to and from. It can't be it can't be beneficial. But then when I've said that to some people, they're like, ah, but he, if he travels through with Holt and what, they're not getting injuries. No, they're not. But Abdi's fucking different. Like Abdi's body's different. Yeah. Maybe he has just kind of handle that. But it's it's so unfortunate. Like and I'm I'm just I'm annoyed about it and I'm not I'm annoyed for him as well because the, the laddie will be seeking because he'll be thinking what the hell's happened this season like this hasn't happened any time before in my whole career and now he's came in he's at a good age for us he's in good form he's as you've just said with the stats he's so important to the way that we play he's so important to our prosperity just look at the the win percentage when he's in the team so for him to miss out again it's, it's just it was it was disappointing and it was a, it was a real blow I got a text uh for a friend of a friend who says I saw, I saw Doherty in the stand his bus is tripping him no surprised yeah 
the frustrating it's different the Declan Gallagher because Gallagher was there as well and it's the frustrating thing but Declan's had the operation he's on his way back mm-hmm. he's not had the stop start a oh, wee bit that, you wish it was like that with Doherty yeah. yeah like months ago ah, he's done this needs an op and he'll be back in six weeks at the time you'd have been like ah, pff, that's a massive blow but at least he would have been back and he would have like he's, it's been so stop start mm. it's been unbelievable and now it's probably been so stop start it'll be in his own mind he'll be th- like whatever the ailment is whether it's a hamstring an ankle whatever it is he'll probably be thinking is this going to go again? Mm. It'll play on his mind. Yeah, hamstring or whatever else, because I think he's had both hamstrings and an ankle. And I think that was that is the only game I remember him going off injured. Was Airdrie, definitely yeah. that Airdrie away. That yeah. was Halloween, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, Halloween and Airdrie. How could we forget? It's <sighs> no end you need to put it that way. But uh, yeah, two changes to the team. Um, like you said, that wouldn't have been it. The big, the surprise for me. You're thinking how we're going to play. And I said, and I think I texted you and I texted a couple of you and I said, that's an awfully brave team selection. Yeah. 4-4-2 four, four, in the most part. Yeah, it seemed that way. Witherspoon in beside Sybil, which I thought was very, very interesting. Again, that's how I had and I picked teams because we'll get on to it, but I thought he was really good. But it, it was it, it was like, how is he playing? And it's funny, can the conversation go back and forth and it's like, I think he might play a diamond. I'm like, I've not played a diamond yet. Mm-hmm. And then somebody else would say, ah, "I'm maybe going to play like four three three. I'm like, "I'm not sure." Ever. Like, we couldn't. I couldn't work out. Like, and then I think Andy could work out. And then our Scotch pen above, and I was like, "These are pretty good. Let's yes. move on." Yes. I'm quite happy. Yeah. And then the game kicked off, mm-hmm. and I thought for first the first ten minutes, I thought, "No if this, if this, <clears throat> if this sticks in for ninety, we're in for a long night." Yeah, it wasn't working. It wasn't working early. Uh, it was hard to see. Like we seem. Uh, we seem to lose the middle of the park certainly early doors and it was noticeable that Doherty wasn't there uh, Witherspoon was when he was getting on the bar there was a few misplaced passes and he was kind of getting on the bar in areas he didn't really want him to I would I would suggest and Sybil was Sybil wasn't up to his usual standards either I didn't think uh, but that was just the first the first nine minutes was mental it was yeah it was uh Thought Scott McMahon was about to notch for the third time this season. <laughs> he was the first in had a go. Yeah, and then they they I can't remember what order it is. And then they hear they hear an effort <laughs> that Walton does enough to palm a war. Mm-hmm. And it's like this is I'm not sure I can cope for ninety minutes of this. No, no, it was it was we were quite open. We were quite open uh, certainly for the first part of the game. And like if anything, I always want United to be the team that starts on the front foot. I think they were the team that started on the front foot, which shouldn't have come as too much of a surprise because they were the team that had to really, really go for it. We wanted to, obviously, really go for it, but they had to really go for it. They had to get the win, you would say. Uh, but the first the first nine, ten minutes, uh, it, it wasn't the best nine or ten minutes of the game. <laughs> it wasn't the worst either, we'll get to that, but it wasn't the best. Yeah, and then we had, uh, there was a couple of channels, like Tony Watt had a save for Dabrowski, you then had... Uh, Louis Moult. Was that before? Fire it. That was after. That was after. Yeah, that was after. That. But but, but what, the stand. Yeah, no, no. There was in just the other bar. Oh yeah. But uh, but Tony Watts got a score. Yes. In my opinion, you can credit the keeper. Good save. Good reflexes to get doing. He's got a score. But like he's he's a striker. He's in the team to score. He gets paid a lot of money to put the bar in the net. <clears throat> it's a bad miss for me, and it's great play. Buffy McMahon doing. Uh, doing inside the defender middle and cuts it back to Moult while beautifully lays it off it would have been an absolute peach 
but we just didn't put the finish and touched it. I felt there were a lot of chances were right at the keeper as well. Yeah. Which yeah. was uh, disappointing. And we said that about the opening nine minutes and then uh, Dick stuck it in and then Rodden flicked it in and it was yeah. that wee bastard. <laughs> and it was... He uh, celebrated exactly <coughs> how I would have celebrated. Oh, I, I would have done worse. <laughs> uh, Air suit a lot. Yeah. Get up, yes. It was just... At the time, the, the first two words that left my mouth were jammy bastard because there is no danger in my opinion, that he meant that. He meant to get in front of the defender and then hope for the best. Mm. He got in front of the defender, he hoped for the best, and the boy got the best. Like, that must have hit his big toenail loop to the keeper, hit the underside of the bar, then hits the inside of the post, I think, and it went in. And uh, it was it was just a signal. Like, you could, that I can, you could never concede a goal like that again, like if you go to the football for the next 50 years. Uh, and then word word got around around about me certainly I was offside it's like oh, well fuck like, it's VAR done. yeah it's, it's done VAR no it's done <laughs> and before we move on for the goal I've watched the game back I watched it back on Saturday is it offside? yes it's at least half a yard offside but I'll cut the linesman some slack here Rondo for once because other side isn't he? The, the cross comes in for the other side for the linesman is and he probably doesn't see when the bar gets kicked and also he's offside as soon as the bar is kicked however he quickly gets himself back so he's kind of running back onside so you could VAR, VAR absolutely stops that and says that's no a goal but you can't blame the officials for that you, you can't and it is offside and of course, when that shit happens, you want VAR play, you want VAR there for your own game. But it wasn't there, and you cannot blame the officials for it. It's happened so quick. It's happened the other side of the park for the linesman. He couldn't possibly have seen exact moment that the boy crossed the bar. And in fairness to Rudden, he's got himself back on, got in front of the defender, stuck his big toenail on it. And the rest is history. And yeah. he enjoyed it. I think after that is the molt chance that you're on about. But then they have... Uh, I think it's the same boy as the boy Mullen has two chances that he should do better with probably yes. both occasions yeah uh, I can't mind what order they come in but one of them was where it was, we were a bit scrappy at defending Ross Graham's kind of sclaffed the clearance straight to him and as soon as it landed at his feet I thought that's 2 nothing. that's 2 nothing, and he's blazed it right across the goal just past the post fortunate, fortunate for us uh, and then in just after that was again it was Zach Budden, he's he stuck a, a great bar in. Warrior defence was of no idea because it was just a bar right down the middle of the park. Uh, Mullins ran on it and again, fearing the worst, but he's probably snatched it a wee bit soon and he's kind of had it straight at Walton as well, so it's a save that he should be making. Uh, but but there were worrying moments at, at the times. like We were so open. It's unusual this season that we've been so open, but they, they could have... Uh, we could talk about chances that we had, but they, can they had decent chances early on as well yeah and we, we were we were as guilty and giving them chances as well yeah of course times yeah like you, you'd if, if they might look and say I've opened them up and I would argue well we opened herself up like the the, the Mullen in that he stuck right across the face of the goal Ross Graham assisted that <laughs> he passed it to you and like it was like the partner that he'd see for the next Mullen chance when there was no central defence so yeah we didn't help ourselves early doors and we did get back 
into the game. Uh, David Wotherspoon <coughs> for the corner. Ross Graham with the assist and Louis Moult this is pretty much what he did the last time at Starts Park turned in yeah and it wasn't until Saturday watching the game back that I realised it was Louis Moult's goal believe it or not I thought it was Ross Graham watching it back and show was like how did you know Ken it was Louis Moult I was like because Ross Graham headers it like I'm 120 yards away you, I've got specs okay so my eyesight's know the best anyway I'm meant to see it grazing somebody's head I was like man at the point how do you Ken it was Louis Moult that scored so I, I didn't account until I watched the replay of it. Uh, but, like, it was a good ban. But why Why do we have two boys at the corners for a start? What, what are we doing there? There was one corner, I think it was probably before our goal, where we had, it was on the other side of the park, and we had uh, Wotherspoon and Middleton at the Come corner. Disabled. And we took it short, we'd done yeah. whatever, we passed it about and we fucked it up. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, get it in the box. Aim for Holt or Graham. We're two big guys. They're good in the air. And most of the night, Ross Graham was getting on the end of things. His accuracy could have been a bit better at times, but I, I, I didn't understand some of our tactics trying to work it into the box. Like it, we didn't do that doing the air when it was blowing a hoolie. Like that's when you need to do it. Do, it, do something different. Then I just get the bar off the deck and it'll end up wherever the wind tacks it. So the the two the two guys at corners, I'm not really understanding it. I think that. It weakens us like if Middleton's not tacking it, him hanging about the edge of the box because he's probably not going to get a head on it. And if he is tacking it, get Wotherspoon around about the edge of the box. Then I hear them both at the corner. It doesn't make any sense to me. But for the goal, it was a great bat and it was brilliant for Ross Graham. Uh, he outmuscled his man. He got on the end of it. And I'm, because I didn't see it at the time, I'm convinced it's still Ross Graham's goal. So if, I'm getting it. If VAR's involved, yeah. does it stand? <sighs> Because I thought he had his hand on Dick, like. He's in. Mm-hmm. Right, right in his face. But again, I'd be raging if we didn't get it, and mm-hmm. I'd be screaming forever against her. But I'm just, I get it. It's only because you mentioned that VAR thing earlier on. <coughs> There's a good argument. Both goals are chopped off. Yeah. Like, but, but it's great work for, for Ross. Stay strong, that's, whatever. That's, that's, what you, that's, in yeah, but that's, what, that's what you expect from your player. You expect him to be aggressive to a point like you don't want them laying boys out and laying the smack down or anything like that but just get on the end of it any way shape or form and that you can't get on the end of it and then see what happens he did get on the end of it he got his head to the bar he put it on target and Louis Moult stole his goal yeah and I thought Middleton should have put my head right after that yeah uh, I thought it was a good save I thought it was a very good save yeah rather than criticise the shot I think it's a more a good save than a bad miss Tony Watts in the fourth minute to me is a poor miss and Middleton's right on half time is a good save. Yeah. In, yeah. My, in my opinion. No, no, I, was, I, I agree with that. The final bit of action, because they already were taking a bit of time to do things mm-hmm. and would me go down if they had to or stay down, mm-hmm. Craig Sibble thought, I will take this upon myself to give you a reason yeah. to roll about and absolutely smashed the boy in the touchline. Yeah. And I thought, come on, fucking good on you. Yeah. And uh, he got booked for it, didn't he? Oh, Right, so a wee bit before that, when, and I, I kind of saw it at the time, but I didn't realise how bad it was. Keith Watson goes right through the back of Molt with his elbow. He smashes into the back of him with his elbow. Remember. And he's head in the first half. We got the free kick. Didn't I get a book in? He's... <laughs> 
No, I am full of sour grapes today. Like it's a definite booking. It's a definite booking, and I've seen worse. Yeah, I probably didn't. Seen worse. I probably didn't appreciate it was an elbow at the time. Yeah, he right did, in the back I, I remember said, him. Yeah, I'll tell you how you did that because Malt doesn't. Matter. He goes down. He hits his head, rubs the, his head, and he gets up. Behind the goal is to the left side. Is it to the left side? Yeah, but it was side? in their half. It was in their half. Ah, right. No, I definitely don't remember that. Then. Yeah, Keith Watson has caught on me an elbow. Huh? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, mm. and then they get booked. And the reason I bring that up is because in the second half, he does get booked. Mm. Yeah. Half time then, one all. What are you thinking? Confident. Fine. I thought we didn't start well. We've created some chances. They've created some chances. If we can just tighten things up at the back, I feel that we're the better team. And we're, we're winning this game. Anybody I spoke to at half time, I was telling them we're winning this game. It is happening. There is no way, shape, or form we're losing this game. I do not see it. They are offering nothing other than what we are giving them. So if we just stop giving them things, we are winning this. 8.41pm. We are winning this. See, I tell you, I tell anybody that would listen, and even even boys that weren't listening, I would send a message to them. I tell them <coughs> we are winning this. Correct. That was just the way I felt, though, Rondo, honestly. And it... Uh, th- there was nothing I, and, and I, it might sound daft because Wraith scored first Mullen should have scored at least one if not two but they were all gifted to them other than Puddin's actual goal they were just gifts for us and I just thought if we tighten up which we have tightened up for the early stages of the game we've had other bar we've created a few chances we've been a wee bit fucking slow at times which is the way but we've created the better chances in my opinion we look like the team most likely to score. We then had the momentum as well because Louis Moult stole Ross Graham's goal. And I just felt there's only going to be one team winning this and they're going to be wearing green. How, for that opening 10 minutes, when we're, it was a frantic, for chance, we had chances as well, but you know it was a bit chaotic. They then get the goal for it then to, and we're saying about the formation, we're being a bit open. I thought we we come well into the game and I think we settled out now once I realised David Witherspoon's playing right next to Craig Sibbald here in the centre midfield that I didn't expect mm-hmm. how were you feeling that it was kind of working apart for us opening myself up which I totally agree Yeah, I thought we looked pretty comfy with the bar yeah and with yeah. a lot of it in the main in the main we did the Curtis uh, main no let's not mention his fucking name <laughs> I thought Sibbald was as poor as he's been for a while uh, all now, night all night you will Fucking hate what I'm about to say, right? And I'm not comparing the two, mm-hmm. right? So at the game, and I was quite far back, so we got a bra view of Ahan that was going on, right? So good, 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 and help, could see Ahan pretty fine, could work out where Abdi was. I mean, I don't like sitting behind a goal, but anyway. And Trapdoor says, Does he's just fucking civil going on the bar today, like? Because again, I think he was coming in and out of the game. He says, how's you not moving from behind these man? Mm-hmm. And I, right away I went, that's what Adam Barton used to do. Now, I'm not comparing the two of them. Do you not think though that he had, he felt like he had to stay? Possibly. Because Withers, that's no Witherspoon's game. So if Sybild yeah. tries to, to move forward, then we are completely exposed. Because when, again, touching back on the, the previous, it's like when I'm hearing Ross talking, is it, I'm expecting Tilson to play with Sibbald and Witherspoon mm-hmm. and I know there's a conversation about like we said last week why are you starting up front why are you starting wide and whatever and someone has to give but that's what I was expecting to allow Sibbald and Witherspoon to go yeah. let Tilson do the dirty work we've said it before 
there's a lot of people that's no their he's no their cup of tea, right? And that's fine. But there has been games he's been half effective mm-hmm. just doing that stuff mm-hmm. and allowed them to go. And possibly that has stopped Sybald for doing that. Yeah. But again, that then allowed Wotherspoon to go and do what he's which we've seen. He's clearly quite good at there. Yeah, you know? he, he, he But it was, was it, it was a frustrating first half for Sybil and maybe summed up by him just smashing the boy in the touchline. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But but Wotherspoon after a a bit of a slow start, not just for him, like, I don't want to pick on him, but for the team in general. After the slow start, he kind of came in and he was the one trying to get on the ball and trying to do things like he probably, I mean, could he have done a wee bit of more? Probably, but on the night he was he was the one guy that I thought might be the boy that picks the pass and creates the chance that uh, ultimately leads to us getting a winner here. But yeah, that, that, that didn't really pan out that way, unfortunately. No, uh, but again, second half, I thought we, we started with a couple of chances as well. Um, Tony Watt, again. Watt, yeah. Got to hit the target. Mm-hmm. Got to over hit the, the bar. Target. If it wasn't the right of the keeper, it was over the bar. We've done a lot of that on Friday. Yeah, it was. Uh, but these are t- these are chances that there were good chances that we created, and I think again that was probably Wotherspoon that's picked him out on the edge of the box, and he's <laughs> rolled it right across the front. It's just sitting there, just perfectly to be smashed, and guys, he's just lifted it too high. And it's again, I, ex- I expect better. You know, hit the fucking target. Yeah, what a really good. Um, there was a nice bit of play as well in the second half. It was Ross Graham actually started that plays it in a walk in the middle of the park. He stuck it into Middleton, and then the crosses went in. It gets deflected for a corner, but you're thinking it just showed in three passes we're on the edge of their box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. At, at times we looked dangerous, but it was in the second half certainly it was few and far between. Like. I thought by the end of the game when they were announcing man of the match, I was shaking my head thinking. Eh, like he, he's not had anything to, to really do second half. So, like the criticism of the team in the second half would be, yeah, we may have had missed of the possession, and we may have had to use like a rugby term, we may have had missed of the territory as well. Like it did feel like the game was getting played right in front of the United fans, missed of the second half, but we just didn't do enough. We uh, Ross Graham went close way header as well for the, another corner that come in. I think it was in like twenty four. <laughs> Crosses what or something? Yeah, you know. I think we uh, when I've watched that one back on on the Ross Graham's had two chances in the second half. One of them he was kind of stretching and it's went past the post. And the other end he's got a, a hill forehead on it and he's put it over the bar and he should do better. He should score, but I wouldn't have couldn't have done anyway because the ref blew for a foul. And when you watch it back, it's not foul. There, there's no fouls. Like you see it. Like and I, I'm a sado. I I was like, what has he gave that for? And then you see it behind the goal and you're like. There's absolutely like if anything, there's two boys holding molt. That's the only thing that you could see. And then when it when I eventually pressed play again after I lost my shit for the millionth time, even the commentators are like, I've no idea what the referee has seen there to award Wraith a foul. There was nothing. So like he should have scored with that header, but I wouldn't have couldn't have anyway because the ref deemed it <laughs> to be a foul somewhere. Keeping with the referee, nah. Let's let's do. Bar goes down. Jack Walton's going to just shepherd away a play and the boy Harman just decides I'm going to slide 10 yards through the back of you yeah. and Don Robertson thinks I think I'll just book both of them yeah <coughs> for the life of me the, it, it had the desired effect because I think that big arsehole done that to try and to try and rouse a reaction for their fans because they were never in the game at that point they were never in the game and I 
And people that might have been at the game and have no watched it back, they might be thinking, you're talking shite. Honestly, I watched it back. Wraith were never in that game in the second half. They offered next to nothing. And that just seemed like, it had an effect. Like it galvanised them. Like And and the con- the controversy about it, and I don't care if people accuse me of being biased and tangerine-tinted glasses on here. These days, in football in 2024, that's a red card. Every day. Of the you week. cannot just wipe boys out. You cannot do it. And not only has he wiped the bar, no intention to get the bar. Nope. No intention to get the bar. They were near the bar. Uh, the bar's, like, if you pause it, I think the bar's maybe even a, a year out of the park before he actually nails Walton. So there's no intention there. He's endangering an opponent because he's put him in the air. Mm. He then gets up and he's the aggressor. He goes towards Walton. Walton's getting pushed back for two arsehole subbies for Wraith. Walton doesn't do anything. And, and what does the ref decide? The ref decides yellow card for both players. Now, I get that happens all the time. And it's in my pet hates with football. Like if somebody malkish some somebody and the ref's like, hey, that's a booking. And then the boy gets up and shouts at the boy and that's a booking. That is that is so disproportionate. Like how it can be punished with the same punishment mm-hmm. for what both of the, the guys done. In my opinion, and again, accuse me of being blinkered, I don't think Walton's done anything wrong. Of course he's going to react by shouting at the boy, but that's how he does. He doesn't really get in his face of anything. The boy's, well, no if anything, definitely the boy's walking towards him, laughing. He then gets booked for the fucking ref, and he's laughing again. He pats him on the hip, and the ref smiles, and they're away. And then he goes over and books Walton. A disgrace. An absolute disgrace. I said it, I said it at the time, the boys around us. As soon as Walton jumped up, and the referee went over, I said, I bet he books the both of them, eh? And the boy, the boy next to me, I think, had said, she's got to go for that. And we're, we're 120 years well, like you say. But I'm like, I'm telling you, he's got to book both of them. Because you've seen it a million times. Like, when Craig Sybil tucks the boy doing right, mm-hmm. and whether the boy's feigning it, or he is actually injured, whatever. Mm-hmm. But Walton actually jumps up, doesn't go down, huddling, rolling about. Because at the end of the day, it's one all we yeah. about. And again, 15 minutes ago, 20 minutes ago, whenever that happens. Yeah. He wants to go. 20 minutes to go. Doesn't it push the boy? It's no aggressive term. He might shout, listen, you, you fucking dick. Of course. And should have. Fair enough. And Absolutely fair enough. And, and, and worse should have happened because, again, I was never a football player at any note. I was stinking. But see if I had been playing in a game and that happens to any of my teammates. Somebody's, somebody's got my hand around their throat, Rondo. And that just doesn't fucking happen. And and these things really piss me off and I and I can it's it's stupid to say that because we a referee like him he'd have probably sent somebody off if they had done that mm. but just there's no cohesiveness like I think Kevin Holt and Ross Graham are the first there and Ross Graham's kind of pushing Jack Walton away to say look can keep the head and Holt's just doing whatever he's doing somebody should be right in that boy's face and say it's a fucking right man mm. Yeah, you think you're getting away with that? We'll see you next time. Bar comes near you. I think the big see thing is, hey, you can then go. you think might do it's already on a booking. <laughs> we have half time. It's but just I, 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 t- I absolutely agree with you because I just think at the time, and I think Ross Graham's probably done the right thing to get Walton away just in case. But the same, you're just like your keeper's <coughs> just been wiped out with somebody no even close to winning the. Ba- see if he goes in there, wins the ban, and then we have the point. The finger is pointed at Jack Walton, right? That's mm-hmm. just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course you say oh, he was being stupid letting but it go. He's just absolutely come through the bar. He's not even but, went, he's not slid the wrong way and no. the bar, you're saying the bar's even out when he gets that. It's just, again, t- fans for other teams will look at that and think, shite, it's a yellow a day long. 
I mean, if if fans of other teams have no seen it, yeah, you can go to race Twitter because oh. they've had it as their main tweet today, and they're celebrating the fact that boys are trying to injure other other. But it's it's incredible. Mm. See stuff like that. Leave that to podcast the post. Of course, of course. <laughs> a couple of arseholes like me and you. Ah, that's what we would would go on about, and we AKA would think it was funny. Jim Mark and Alice Dackle. Of course, we think it's funny, but for official club accounts today, I just. United players shouldn't need any motivation. The motivation this season should be just win the league. Like you want it on your CV, especially boys that were there last season and they've got a relegation on their CV. Let's like that never gets erased for your CV. But if it's got relegation, then the next season, boom, promotion. It looks a wee bit better. And boys that have been have brought have been brought in. Of course, you want to, you want to win things when you're a football player. At any level, you want to win things. That should be the motivation. But see shite like that. That should fuel it as well. I don't care how simple and basic that may be, but of course it should. Let, let that light a fire under them. Give, oh, let, give me a game next time we play ref, please. I'll sign a Barragetti-style loan deal for the podcast to the football team. I'll man mark Jack Hamilton for two minutes till I'm sent to the stand. You mentioned that uh, about a lift, and I think you're right. I think they certainly got that lift. Yeah. Yeah, they did. So it worked. Mm -hmm. So was the dick. He was playing left back. <laughs> he absolutely was playing left back. Yeah, it worked. It had it had the desired effect. Yeah, they because they had a couple. There a couple of free kicks. There a couple of chances in around. But again, nothing. Cannot nothing. I, I don't remember Jack Walton really in a outstanding save you had to make no. or anything. There a couple. I mean, and again, this the way of playing of. And I could see it, especially when they made a couple of substitutions, when we're trying to play, you know, that uh, pressing, trying to pr high up, it leaves gaps to get in behind. Because I certainly, when Aidan Conley got away for Scott McMahon twice in about two minutes, I thought, uh oh. Yeah. But again, nothing come of it. No. Again, there was the foul, and I'm going to ask you because you've seen it, but. Yeah. I was miles off it, as we've said. Yeah. But I'm not sure it's a, even a booking. I think it's a foul, but it's not a booking. Right. So, so at the time when, when McMahon does that, so. I was thinking, what are these begging bastards moaning about? I thought they were trying to get a penalty, but it was clearly, uh, no even close, mm. like two yards outside the box. I was like, what are they on about? I, I didn't appreciate McMahon booked. was on a booking. So I don't actually remember what you got booked for. Neither do I. But, Still don't. But you could make an argument, you could make an argument for it being a booking, mm. because he's he's brought him, he's purposely brought him down. I, don't know. I mean, if Jack Walton gets a yellow card for simply well, standing <laughs> up, then how McMahon's not been sent off there? I have no idea. There is absolutely that, yes. As the game went on, they made substitutions mm -hmm. that involved bringing on players that have been missing for them for a while, yeah. have been really important and, to them. And, and impact players as well. Yeah. We obviously took off Louis Moult. Mm -hmm. That was grief, come on. And I think five minutes for time, David Witherspoon come off for whatever reason. They'll know if they were tired, fatigued, injured. I don't have no idea. Like they, it's never been mentioned when they can. And then the way the game was going, maybe inside I had kind of thought this is a draw. Like this is how it's going. Maybe it's an unclear cut. Then the bar somehow fires its way thirty yards for a goal. Mm -hmm. I mean. We've said before, they've had a lot of these type of affairs. Mm -hmm. As soon as I left the boys, better knew it was in. Same. 
I think everybody in, in that stand that we were in, Rondo, can I was in. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, it's an absolute screamer. Like, I've seen people criticising Walton online saying, should he have got there? Should he got his hand up here? Should he have moved? It's like he's, he's, it was a fucking peach. It's a sickener to even speak about it and to even concede that it was an absolute peach. But in the context of a neutral watching that game and, and knowing what was at stake and you get a last minute winner and you get a last minute winner like that. I mean, it was an absolute worldie. The, I think they said when I was watching it back that that's, I think it was his first goal of the season and he's, th I might be wrong, but the third in his career or something. Don't know. Something like that. Don't know. He's so, a captain, he's been, he's been out for a while and not much. I mean, again, it's, 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 not it's, in it, it's in it then. Like, and I know, I know, I heard a wee bit of what Goodwin said after the game. He's on about the throw, and I was, I didn't really tack it in at the uh -huh. time. And, I, and I've watched it back. Where it goes out and where the tack it. Well, Grimshaw leathers the bar. I didn't even, did he even kick out the ground? Well, it's, so it was, it ended up on the beach. So he's kicked it right over the stand. And then the, the ball boy. Bear in mind. It's five yards for the corner flag. Oh, yeah, it's right, it's right at the corner flag. And the ball boy then throws it back on 20 yards further up mm -hmm. the park. They then take it quick, throw it to that to that boy, goes in, comes back out, and he just smashes it. So, like, yeah, you, you could argue that that shouldn't have happened, but... Well, it's I don't, I don't blame them for doing it. No, no, no. And I never noticed that at the time. Is that for... The ref should be fucking for, switched on to that. For taking it back in a... Your towards your goal, it creates a better angle for putting the ban. That's why they've done it. A hundred percent. They the, saw an opportunity. The gap, it's no five yards. It's, it's twenty. Tw it's twenty yards. Yeah, yeah. But it's uh, again. Like I understand why they did it because you'd want United to do that as well. And and it's it, of course it, I've said it before. It's sour grapes. It's fucking saltiness. Yeah. It's bitterness coming out me today. Like I'll admit that it's an absolute peach or strike though. It's an unstoppable strike. But the, but the throw in like it should have been twenty yards further up the park, and if it was, then that that doesn't happen. But it did happen, yeah. And and I'll and I'll be honest with you, like, and I've saw people after the game online when I got him saying United were shite, United were this, United were that, United won the great. But up until that goal went in, I did not see us losing that game. Nature. I swear, I swear to God, even when we were one the doing and they were creating, we were gifting them big chances. I did not think we were going to lose that game. And as soon as that went in, I thought, this is, this is that's the tin lid on it. We're not coming back for that. And then we nearly did. <laughs> we, we, again, the keeper gets the plaudits, right? But they think it's a good height for him. It's no far away enough for him. But it's, he, it's a savior to make. But easy again, enough. it comes at a, a very important juncture, kind of right, right at the end. And it's so frustrating. Like, and it, it was the same when at the game. I, I, I said this to you at halftime. I didn't think we were going to lose the game. Like you said, we were going to win, but I didn't. I, I certainly didn't feel we were going to lose. Mm -hmm. And even it went on. And that's what I'm saying. Like Jack Walton's had two saves that I remember that he's basically had to palm out because of how it's come at him or flew at him or whatever. But I didn't remember. Like he's not a Devon saves at boys' feet and I like the boy Dabrowski. And there's another thing, right? Mm -hmm. Both games at Starks Park, right? Well, has been man of the match. Mm -hmm. Their goalie. Yeah. Both times. I don't know how he got it there though eh? No What was he like on crosses? No great <laughs> He was looping No great And then he He, he looked for a foul When his in man was under him Yeah He looked for a foul 
uh, he tell you see it back on the TV. It's like that to the ref, it, like suggesting that somebody's pulled mm. pulled the back. There's nobody behind him. What are you talking about? And there was another one where he's dived into Kai's knee and claimed, for, and he got a free kick, got for, a free that, kick for that. He got a free kick for that. Ah, it's uh, I. He wasn't a man of the match, like he wasn't. A, he's a prick, eh? Uh, he's a good goalie, but he's a prick. He's all, but he's all right. Like, I, I thought he was better, mm. but he's an absolute danger with crosses. And maybe, like you, I think you touched on, you said that we had X amount of crosses, twenty four. Eh? Maybe that's been identified. Maybe we're like, okay, he is a decent shot stopper, which should be a prerequisite for goalies. Let's be honest, but he's an absolute danger to himself and his team on the crosses. Yeah. So. Maybe that's how we were trying to pepper them. We cross it. Yeah, I was. I've trying to look through some of the start. No, they were led by start. We've said it a million times. The only start that counts in the top left corner. But I was trying to look. I was trying to look for some of them today. And can you like? There's that many cross like possession as well, and fucking box and call them what you will. XG, other ah, shite. The only thing that matters is that. But when you do see that, you've put that in. I mean, corners. I think we were at double figures on corners, and again, it's it. It is that overriding frustration, but I get it, like same as you, like it's the game went on. I didn't see we're getting bit, and then obviously it had to be. It was either going to offer somebody's else, or it was going to be someone like that. It was never. Yeah, I, it, I just didn't think it was going to be anything it, it else. Was, it was a goal. If it had been the other way about, and can Craig Sibyl does that, then we're like that's the best goal you've ever seen. Mm. Of course, it's a, it's a goal fitting a win in any game, but. An absolute seeker, and it feel it felt a wee bit a smash and grab from their point of view. I thought, mm. know that they'll care, and and neither they should mm-hmm. because I wouldn't care. Uh, but it was just, it, I was, I was just so deflated about about so many things. You know, like you get all that that big crowd, and we get let down, and it's just. But I'll ask you: Do you think that we've got a better squad than Wraith Rovers? Because because yes. I, I do. Yes. I do. So how the fuck can we know about them? Mm-hmm. Is it just a case of this is the bogey team? And unfortunately for us, the bogey team is the team that are our direct rivals for a title. Yeah. It's I I get it. Like and this season's been it's been difficult when United drop a point or or a defeat and you there's a lot of calls for can we're this, we're that, we're we're stinking, we're doing nothing wrong, we need to get out of the manager. And there's some people you'll not change their opinion. And you know what? It's their opinion and they're more than entitled to it. Mm. I don't think it's helpful though. I just don't. Like, is, is Goodwin anything like Pep Guardiola? Absolutely fucking not. And you can see people's point when they're like, well, he's lost this game and again, the big games and you go back and you cite the five after the split last season. I mean, I, I'm not a fan. If he's here next season... I would say somebody else tell the team when we've got a cup game coming up, Rondo, I'm just being honest, whether it's me, whether it's you, whether yeah. it's anybody other than him, because his record in the cup's no great, but like to to no get, what have we got, one point for a possible nine against nine. Wraith? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's disappointing, like it really is, and it is, is deflating because that could have been, like we could have been seven, mm. now we're one, and the flip side to that is, Wraith will be going into training in the morning or today as this podcast comes out thinking we've been absolutely dog shite for two months and we're only a point behind the team that should be winning this league. Mm. So it's Friday was it was really really disappointing. Uh, I was absolutely scunnered walking back to the car for numerous reasons. 
one thing that's been obviously mentioned as well uh, is the substitutions. Overall, yeah. they were uh, game-changing substitutions. They were light for light. They were too late. They were why do we take these boys off? Yeah, I I, th- I think I wouldn't have taken Watherspoon off, but 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 again, uh, but you said it. Maybe he was tired. Like maybe maybe he wanted to come off. I, I don't know. Mm. Uh, but th- but that because people have said, ah, oh, but they made their substitutions and they made a difference. I'm, Honestly, watch the game back. They didn't matter that much of a difference. Our subbies made a difference, but no for the better. No for the better. The boy Grave, again, I've only seen him two or three times. So there's there's one incident, Grave, the actual pass term is, is, isn't good enough. Yeah. Because he's in a great spot, right on, he's onside if it comes to him. There's just no enough on the pass. Yeah. Ken, because I could see how he could come on but I think he had to come on for a wide player, yeah. if you know what I mean. Because I think as the second half went on, you could have took Fotheringham in middle and half. Yeah. First half, I thought they were both getting at their full-backs. Somebody says to me the full-backs were both booked, but they weren't. But they were getting a bit entangled in knots, I think. But in the second half, you could have done that. But I don't know if it's a case he's looked at his bench and just thought, I'm not sure what we're doing here. And why do we bring on? Why is going to change it? And yeah. I could see people, people will go, I would need subs, but what sub are you marking? And how, what are you doing with it? So, thing is, Rondo, sometimes you didn't need subs. No. Some, like if you're the dominant team. Yeah. Like, and yeah. like I get we weren't creating chance after chance it's at that stage in the game, but like we certainly weren't, uh, we, we weren't looking like we were going to lose. And like I've, I've, I'm a bit two-faced in this whole thing because I'm really pissed off at the way that it's turned out. But at the same time, I can't help but feel that like it's an absolute worldie that's undone with here. A fluke and a worldie. And it, obviously if you tell them a while, that doesn't happen if, we're in a, if my auntie had bad territory. But <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm, I, was, I was really deflated about it. And I think I'm now, I've went through deflated to a wee bit of anger and that's maybe because of Wraith tweeting that fucking sliding tackle mm. and I've done an awful lot of swearing on this episode so I do apologise to people who are listening to this with their burns. Don't follow me. Uh, but it's just, it's disappointing. It's disappointing. What Social media, I'm not on it that much but I follow mainly United fans uh, and it's quite a, it's a tough read when, when United drop points this season. It, it really is. And some people might really valid claims and valid points and can things like this didn't help. They didn't help. Like we, in my opinion, should be further ahead at the top of the league. You know? And I can people are, are saying that we're, we're top of the league. We are top of the league and that that's that's like the, the one main goal that we've got to achieve this season to finish there. But we're only top by a point. Like it's, in my opinion, we should be further ahead. We, we should be I'm not saying it should be wrapped up by now I can't we've joked about that last season me going for 108 points and whatever but like it just feels like we've squandered Man, we're really only, we're on 48 we're nearly there re, we've, we've squandered really good opportunities so uh, I think the bare minimum is where we should be the bare minimum because we're, we're the biggest team biggest budget by a mile uh, so we should be top of the league so people that justify it by saying nah but we're still top of the league we should be top of the league mm-hmm. But we sh- in my opinion, we should be a wee bit further ahead and we're no. Yeah. Well, I was mentioning about <clears throat> stats and whatever and and these are the, the really interesting things that 
you've got like Reese McCabe at Airdrie and Airdrie keep the bar and it's dead nice and cavalier and whatever and we do it and it's boring and, and whatever else and I, I can see the reasons for it and this is the thing that Twitter will get drawn into stats, but I've just showed Paul a, a, a one page here that's just full of stats. But you look at it and you go, Ken, you've had other bar, you've you've had similar kind of shots, but it's those crucial areas of Ken. What's happening with your shots, Ken? We're getting we're no we're shooting right at the goalie, Ken. If we put either side, we get a goal or whatever. It comes down to probably poor finishing. Yeah, I mean, you. We've already said how many went just above the bar. I'm the one about when Molt clears the the stand, but can the shot bar other side of the keepers made saves, keepers got done to them. Can that's like say, and we said the, the biggest thing <laughs> I keep bringing up is we used to say it. Fucking well, United have lost three nine today, and Benji's no fucking had a save to mark. Yeah, or ruthless, you know. Yeah, or there'd be the case of Kenny said umpteen saves. Tomato, you've got better or vice versa, and you've won the game. Jack Wallen's had like two awkward looking saves because of probably how the bars come at him. None else. I don't remember anything else happening. Yeah. And he's had um, the, the, the first goal, which is like you've said, it's hit his big tail, it's hit the bar, the post, whatever. And then the second thing, the boys just swung at it for 30 yards, and yeah. it's. It's it's in there. It's a goal that anybody can score because, like, if you hit it and hope it, and can sometimes it just drops in the top corner, which is exactly what it done. Like it, as I, as I've said, like you you can only credit the boy. Uh, of course, I'm I'm bitter that it went in, but fair play to the boy. Like he's you done a shoot, you done a score, Rondo. Like we've said that umpteen times on this podcast. The boy took a shot. The boy bought a ticket. His numbers came in. The boy ended up in the net. <laughs> it's as simple as that, and it was an absolute kick in Beth Baz it really was probably because it deflates us it certainly deflated me mm-hmm. and it gives them such a fucking boost such a boost because they've been absolutely mince for a couple of months mm-hmm. they'll be licking their chops rubbing their hands thinking we are only one point behind them in the league and we have only won one game in eight prior to that. Mm-hmm. they'd lost five in a row and that's an, an, another frustration for me, certainly, and probably for a number of fans. Teams haven't found it difficult to score against Wraith this season. No. But we have. They've conceded 32. Yeah. We've only scored two against them. Mm-hmm. And it's not like we've no had chances, just the cutting edge no been there against it. And that's, that's the game that we... Like, you need it every game. Of course you do. Like, you can't just beat Wraith and lose to Abdi else. That, that gets you nowhere, but... That's when you really hit to put your foot on boys' throats and like this. We're not living here with anything other than three points today, and we've just not done it. We've just not done it. We've no found a way, and it's so so frustrating. Yeah, I mean, you look at you know, we've we've lost three our season, but they've only lost four. Yeah, I mean, yeah. two to them, two yeah. to your direct rivals. Even if they're draws, like we're we're still comfortably ahead of them, but. Like they weren't the draws, like they they bit with. Yeah. So their their game plans worked twice out of three games, essentially. Twice out of three games, their game plan's been better than ours. Yeah. They soaked it up. That, that's what they'll think. Like I, I, I'll always think it was a bit smash and grab on Friday. Their win at Tanadice probably a wee bit different because they soaked up the pressure. They then hit one on the break. 
we, second, we, second half actually still, in that game. We, they, should, they came out. we should still <coughs> no concede that game at Tannadice. No, no, of course. But like for their point of view, they'll think master plan yeah. here. Like this is absolutely what. And I mean, it's took a a big bit of magic on Friday night to get the win there. But again, it's worked. We had to find a way to get it to work. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, it's, it really is that simple. You've got. I, th- I wouldn't. Have, I don't think the players weren't up for it on Friday because 85% of the game plan was alright but the cutting edge the final bar the, the putting the bar in the pokey was severely lacking and, and that's what wins your games wins your leagues but we weren't doing that and we've not done it in the games against Wraith when you could absolutely just things could be wrapped up if you just keep them doing you pull away from them on points you're seeking them because they'll be then thinking oh Christ up against United we're not expected to beat them and we can't beat them but they go into these games with a chip on their shudder and a game plan that I think they accept. Like, we're going to be under the cosh for a pair of this. And they are. And they have been. Even in the first game, when it was 1-0. United had had the second half. They had had the first half at Tannadice. And we had missed it the game on Friday. Mm-hmm. And for that, we've got one point. Yeah. So their game plan's worked. Ours hasn't. We have to find another way. And it's it's really disappointing for... For every United fan, but especially for three and a half thousand with it, that bothered with us to travel through we big expectations and, and hopes for a, an absolute cracker of a night. Mm. But didn't I get it? No. Two home games coming up Saturday and Tuesday. It's a double header this coming week. Uh, the Friday night game, by the way, is Paddock against Dunfermline. Uh, so on Saturday, it's Arbroath against Inverness, Ayr against Wraith, Queen's Parker at Tanadice. And the championship forum team, by the way, Greenwich Morton, unbeaten in 15. Yeah. Unbeaten in 15. Now, I don't care if this is like snobbery, entitlement, or whatever for me. I did not realise they were on that good a run. And I think that's fucking incredible for a lot of hatchet men, by the way. They're like the forum team. Like, what's that come for? Crazy. That's because Dougie Emery is an arsehole. True. And he has the team playing in that style like it's a Doogie Emery team mm. they're playing to their strengths and it's working they're getting results no half they're getting results no half so so they'll keep doing what they're doing and then Tuesday night Air against Partick Air Drionians are at Tanadice it's Inverness Dunfermline Queen's Park Arbroath and Wraith are at home to the Doogie Emery arseholes yeah yeah well it doesn't really matter about anything else I'm looking for six points exactly and it and I'm not convinced that we're going to get them because the record at him is not the best. But we should absolutely be aiming for six points for they get. There is no excuses. If we didn't get six points, if you think it's a wee bit of... Well, it was full time. Showed you that on yeah. Friday. Yeah. Yeah. But again, yeah, I understand it, but I don't think it's helpful. I don't think booing boys off is helpful I've never thought it is like, even when we got up at nine man, like, should have been able to go for boys <laughs> but I, I just don't think it's helpful you know but I, like we are top league but we should be top league we should be further ahead mm-hmm. in my opinion yeah. but uh, I just think that game on Friday it was in some ways we didn't help ourselves but like Christ almighty couldn't have finished with tea let's be honest here no but it was it wasn't like Marcus we thought I'd done our best was that, you know what I mean he <laughs> finished them he, we like, couldn't do that finished one and a half 
but it was it was just it felt like a smashing grab. I keep saying that, mm. and it really did. I, I didn't think that we were not up for it. I didn't think we were not trying. We might have lacked in certain areas, but to lose a game in that manner, I mean, it, it can happen, can it? Yeah, it can happen. Disappointing as it is. Yeah, yeah, hugely frustrating. I think. I mean, listen, the manager's not going to be going any place or anything like that. And but for make, thirteen make, games, we need to get. But right. it makes no sense. So, when, like, I know, no. pe- and he's he's no one people out. Like, he's not he's no, no, no one everybody over. So, no. so we kind of we kind of sit here and, and say that he has. Like, what would be the point in changing the manager? Just now, all right, you didn't like him, you didn't rate him, you didn't think he's this, he's that. What have we got? Thirteen games left. Thirteen. Right, and we're sitting top of the league. Do people? Are people really of the opinion that if you suck a manager that's got got these players to the top of the league, albeit we should be further ahead, again in my opinion, and bringing somebody new in is is going to get you over the hump. I, I'm still convinced we're winning this league. Mm-hmm. Whether Goodwin's good enough in the long run, that remains to be seen. Like you could you could predict that how you want, but nobody will can until that happens. But I'll be amazed if if we didn't win the league. Uh, I'll be amazed yeah. but if we done it then there's conversations that need to be had of course no 100% and I think that I mean there was obviously on the back of it there's been a lot of chat about no getting up for the big games no no performing at this that and the next thing and you know people <laughs> uh, the best there is people bring up the his first game against Aberdeen and yeah. then tend to forget that Ryan Edwards was playing and started by playing like Ryan Edwards yeah because we were a better team that day but I could see why it's not great and then obviously after the split and then gets the contract and bloody blah and whatever. Yeah. I think you were very vocal about players just... I mean, after the split, players just didn't give a fuck last season. A lot of them. But I mean, No, but but then it should be them. And I don't want to go back to last season because it's a different bunch of players almost mm. completely. Yeah. But it is a manager's role. Like players themselves should be able to get up for these games, especially last season mm. when you gave yourself a chance... I didn't even think we were bottom going into the split, were we? Were we not off the bottom? So, and some people's eyes, Rondo, that is why he shouldn't be in the in the job he's in. Because we we didn't just shite one bed, we shot five beds in the run-in. We shot an Abdi's bed, including <laughs> we're in. And we lost every what game. The, what the match? We, we lost every game. So, how how can you not get, how can you not get boys up for that? Mm. Like, they, they were massive. We said that so many times, and I, I'm no, I'm no accusing the players of no being up for Friday. I think in many ways they were, but there was a lack of quality. There was a lack of quality at times mm. in that game, and that's cost what that I like to the fact that the boy's hit an absolute strike that he's never going to hit again, and he's puff. Mm. There's, it's just shite. It's just we just it's just stuck together. Like we kind of be. It's it's no beneficial to be arguing amongst one ourselves and. Booing, booing teams off all the time and, and whatever and but if I get stuck for saying that so be it like, and, I, and I might get accused of being a mouthpiece for the club which is a, a something that I might take umbrage with because I'm no it's just my opinion uh, but I don't know, it doesn't serve any positive purpose to to be vicious and angry all the time and to, like we, we're, we're going to get out of this league I believe that that's how I'm saying it and if it comes back to bite us on there so be it but we're going to get out of this league and we're going to get out of this season in my opinion. And then if we're done it, if I'm wrong, then I could see there being big changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man of the match. Uh, it's not going to be Sybil this week. It was... Pff, I don't like picking when we get bit, but probably Wotherspoon. Yeah. 
I would say, because he he looked the most likely to do something for uh, Like I can't Louis Moat got on the score sheet, but he's missed a couple of chances. Tony Watts missed a couple of chances. Kai, Glenn, never really offered what they could. Like Glenn had a, a couple of moments in the first half where he was putting some decent buys in. Kai never really got going. Yeah, I would probably say Watherspoon. I think Ross Graham's come in, in fairness to him, he, he's done all right. Uh, and now that we're we're getting closer, apparently, to Declan Gallagher coming back, there's clearly a decision to be made there. Uh, the gaffer, he's going to have to decide whether or no the golden boy Gallagher gets brought straight back in or if we just go with what we've got. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. I don't think Ross has done anything that merits getting left out of the team. But by the same token, maybe the manager will look and think and agree with that and think, well, he hasn't done anything that, that merits being left out of the team. However, I think we're a better, more cohesive unit. We, Gallagher and Holt, rather than Ross Graham and Holt or Ross Graham and Gallagher or something. So we'll see, we'll see. But uh, I would, I'm would, i guessing that Gallagher will come back in and, and get again. That's, just, again, just my opinion, but it wouldn't surprise us if that happens. Good, bad and ugly Friday night. Well, the good rondo, I guess. I guess. Still top of the league, so that's definitely good. The bad, to have the back in a three and a half thousand punters at an away game in the championship is unreal. To then go and shit the bed on the big occasion is completely deflating and does nothing to convert any doubters that we have in the support. And ugly, we let Zach Budden score against us. And for as long as he shites doing the way, that laddie will never be a football player. Honking. Uh, unbeaten in three are uh, Queen's Park when they uh, come to Tanadice on uh, Saturday. I think I've got the games the right way. Yes, I have. Uh, they drew with the form team Morton 0-0 uh, yesterday. They beat Dunfermline uh, last week and then they beat Inverness the week before that one. And then it'll be Airdrieonians on Tuesday uh, 7.45 kickoff. Right then, what's been happening in the Lone Report? Have you been <laughs> tagged in anything over uh, the the last 24 hours no, by any no, chance? Not that I'm aware of. No? no I, I, was, I was quite Saturday for me. <laughs> Flynn Duffy at Peterhead. Flynn played the full 90 plus minutes this past Saturday and it was an absolute thriller. It started off horrendously for Peterhead, however, as Forfa romped to a 3-0 lead by half-time. It was, though, the proverbial game of two halves. Peterhead would claw their way back into the match and by the 79th minute, Flynn was making it 3-2 by getting himself on the score sheet, using his right foot no less. It may have taken until the 95th minute, but Peterhead would complete their incredible comeback to secure a point on the day. Leighton Bisland at Falkirk. Absolute waste of time, Rondo. Didn't get off the bench. Logan Chalmers at Air United. Logan would start his side's trip to Airdrie on the bench and had to wait until the 56th minute to get some action. When Logan has entered the fray, the score was 2-1 to his airside. His main contribution would come in the 78th minute when his cross was the assist for what would ultimately be the winning goal. Air would win 3-2 on the day and here's hoping they can keep their winning ways going next week. Lewis O'Donnell at Kelty some more valuable playing time at the weekend for young Lewis as he headed up the coast to face Montrose. 
He'd be in his usual midfield position for 84 minutes, but once again, Sean Dillon's mob have pumped the team of one of our loanies. The game finished 4-2. Craig Moore at Lockheed United. I can tell you all that Craig started Lockheed's 4-0 win over Banks of D, but I can't tell you any more about his performance, good or bad, as there's nothing they mention him in the match report. Rory Adams at Edinburgh City. Saturday was just going to be another day for Rory as he and his Edinburgh mates would look to beat the odds and get some more points on the board. This week they were up against Queen of the South as they were the visitors to the Meadowbank Stadium. They were holding their own for most of the match but come the 71st minute it looked to all be in vain as Martin Marvin Bartley's side took the lead. That was the way it would stay though, at least until the 96th minute. Edinburgh were throwing everything at it in order to get an equaliser and deep into injury time, the 96th minute in fact, they'd win a corner. What did they have to lose? Nothing. So Big Rory was sent up for it to try and cause chaos and confusion. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is exactly what happened. The ball came over and Effie Ambrose got his head to it. In typical Effie Ambrose style though, he headed it the wrong way and the ball landed about two yards out hit one of his own teammates and big fucking Rory was on hand to smash it home from about as far out as Brewster was in 94. It would turn out to be the last kick of the match and whilst the point makes no much difference to Edinburgh's plight this season, it was an incredible moment for man of the match Rory and a day he will never forget. The Academy team. There were two games for the Academy lads this week, both on the West Coast. The first one took them through to Flush Jobby Stadium, where they would comfortably see off Hamilton by a scoreline of 3-1. It was another good performance and the scorers on the day were Brandon Forbes with a penalty and a Rory McLeod second half double. That led them on to a trip through to Paisley on Friday, where a Rory McLeod-less team would dominate the game but found themselves unable to break the St Myrne kids down and the game finished 0-0. The women's team. Football, just like life, Rondo, has a way of reminding you that just when you think things can't get any worse, they do. With that in mind, it was the Spartans that were the visitors to Gussie last week. Make no mistake about it, the Spartans are stinking. They arrived in the city with just two league wins to their name, and none since September. Due to what I personally witnessed last week, I'm only going to tell you the score and make a prediction. The Spartans absolutely hammered United, 6-0. And my prediction? This United side are bearing all the unwanted hallmarks of a team that is going down. Prove me wrong, please, ladies. Today, they travel to Aberdeen. Christ knows what will happen up there. It's not been a good campaign at all for the ladies this season. Uh, What are they through? About seven goalkeepers now. They're looking for a second manager. They've lost... Two full teams, it seems. Yeah, it's, they uh, are it's a struggle. In free fall. Mm. They're in free fall. Yeah, not not good at all. Uh, how many times were you tagged last for, night? For Rudy then? Adams. Well, it started when I was getting ready to go to Glasgow last night. Uh, and Andrew and our mate Andrew and our mate Martin, they both sent us the same screenshot. Uh, Edinburgh City won. So I, I like I quickly saw it was like, oh, one oh, nice one. Eh? Rudy Adams scored I was like wait a minute he's the goalie 
So, uh, so that was when I was first aware of it, probably just after it happened, actually. So that was just before five o'clock. And then, yeah, as you could imagine, Rondo, you must have got, t- well, you must have saw it as well when the podcast account was getting tagged. But uh, yeah, it was fair to say I, 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 it wasn't going to slip through my net. Like I was clearly mm-hmm. aware that we're on loan goalkeeper had uh, smashed the ball home from all of what we're saying six inches maybe yeah 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 I mean you said they're not about hiding it on but it was, oh, uh, they're, they're away they're done uh, it's it's one of them like, I, I've kind of joked about it when I do the loan report and I'm like like what, what what's the point because he's on a hiding and on his team are going doing can it's it's not, it's not going to have many good Saturdays. You'll know how many better Saturdays than he had last night. They probably went out on the sky after it, and I wouldn't have blamed them if they did. But uh, he's the flip side to that, I suppose, is he's going to get plenty of game time. He's going to get plenty of action, mm. plenty of chances to shine. And for what I've seen, or really, he's he's got something like he's a good keeper. So he's just young. It's one of them like keepers again that they last a wee bit longer in their careers, but. That's probably because they didn't tend to get thrown in when they're a, when they're quite young, you know. Even when you've got like a oh, believe me, we've been through that. We young keepers, we didn't need <sighs> that. No, no, oh no, and, and absolutely, and I'm and I'm no advocate and just throwing in young keepers because like that that got relegated the last time when when we chose to do that. But uh, it's just it seems to be one of the few positions, maybe centre half as well. Like when you've got a really young player, they tend to know to get risked there. Uh, but yeah, he's, he'll go there. He'll, he'll play. He'll play every minute that that they play if he stays injury free. I suppose. Uh, but what a what a moment for him! Yeah, like, that, that's the sort of stuff that makes news our the country, like our Britain. That's class. So yeah. fair play. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's nearly as far out as the Arbroath keeper, I suppose. It was. I mean, it was similar. <laughs> they, they probably kicked the bat equally as hard. Superb. <laughs> 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 yeah, really was. Final bit of business, as always, on this day in association with the Arab Archive, preserving the history of Dundee United Football Club since 2006. The eight, uh, the 19th of February is our focus. Three games to mention for you. A Paul Sturrock goal at Rugby Park in 1986 was enough to win a Scottish Cup fourth round replay. From Ian Redford's corner, David Dodds fired in a shot, which was blocked and Luggy rammed the ball home from very close in. After defeated Tynecastle the previous week, Jim McLean rang the changes. Billy McKinley, Dan Jackson and Paddy Conley were replaced by Ray McKinnon, Dave Bowman and Hamish French in the starting lineup. And it would be one of the changes that got the winner. Hamish French escaped the attention of two fermers to side foot past the keeper as United won 1-0 at McDermott in 1991. United had been pumped by Celtic the previous week, but only one change was made to the starting eleven. Richie Ryan replaced Barry Douglas at Fir Park back in 2013. Gary McKay-Steven broke from a Motherwell corner. He made a 60-yard run, holding off attention at Higginbottom before releasing a superb defence split and pass to put Johnny Russell through on goal. He calmly slotted past Randolph to give United a 2-0 a lead. And the 345 Arabs huddled in the main stand celebrated Russell's fifth strike in four games as it finished 1-0. One extra game I just want to throw in. We didn't win it, but purely for the two crackers that Brewster scores. It was on this day in 1994. It was the 2-2 draw with Motherwell in the Scottish Cup fourth round. It's your favourite, is it? I will never get fed up speaking about the two goals. Yeah. Look at the, like, if you go back to your 
your comments about 2013, that game at Motherwell. Yes. 345 away fans. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a good team. They had just been battered at Parkhead the week before. That, but that's standard. No, this season it seems when we're not in the league. That's <laughs> yeah, very true. Until but yeah, we, that we we we. But I think that's also the that game is also where Johnny Russell scores the solo goal. Yeah, that and he didn't get to celebrate or no because I think it was about five one at the time or something six one or something. It wasn't great, but yeah, yeah, we only made that the one change for there. But yeah, the the, the it's always which weddings we normally put into on this day. You know what I mean? We're not going to talk about defeats unless something controversial was to happen, maybe. But mm. and but that draw, yeah, that was the the two two, which is. The image of Big Seab just fan on his on his ass, but that I mean, we spoke about it. I think the Seab and the Bruce and all mm-hmm. that. But mind the last minute equaliser. Yep, Seekner. Seekner. Thought thought we'd blew it. Eh? Mm-hmm. Didn't uh, didn't go to Motherwell with any great confidence personally, but it's like a lot of boys did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that'll not be on on the still, but that'll be during the week. Need to try and share something for that. But that was yeah, that was Brewster's two goals that night. The, the one the party across for Paddy Conley yeah takes it on his chest and just and rifles it past the porno star yeah you know oh, brilliant just oh, brilliant absolutely brilliant yeah yeah good uh, days yeah big difference there Ken. 86, 91, 2013 and then 94 uh, put into it but anyway we never make it easy for ourselves do we back to Tanadice next week and like I said it's two games in four days if my math is correct Anyway, how do you think we'll get on? We're at Dode Fox Podcast on social media. Do check out the website, dodefoxpodcast.com. Have a great week. Stay safe. Don't forget to wash your hands and your arsehole. <laughs>